0: and how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recovery Your Soul Podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery and help others to transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website RecoverYourSoul.net to book coaching sessions with me, read the blog, listen to some of my original music. Subscribe and receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to the Recover Your Soul podcast. I'm so honored and blessed that you're here with me today. If you're new for the first time, welcome to the Recover Your Soul community. And if you're joining me again, thank you for picking another episode to spend with me. I wanted to talk in this episode about balance, life balance, soul recovery balance. If you have anything like the life I had pre-pandemic, it was probably very full, very full. I had something every single night. I had work. I had something every single night, whether it was meeting with friends or going to a 12-step meeting or meeting with my recovery sisters or doing something for the kids or having music practice. There was just one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I was so used to it that it didn't even occur to me that it was too much. I just was on constant overdrive. And Rich and I both had created these lives that were full and had a lot of separation in what we did from each other as part of how we managed the marriage that we had. And there would literally be three or four days in a row where we each were so busy and had our own things going on that we may not even actually see each other. One would come home and crawl into bed when the other one was asleep or vice versa. So it's no wonder that we didn't have an emotionally intimate relationship. It's no wonder that all we ever did was when we had those short moments together, hurry up and talk about what we needed to talk about. There wasn't space to connect. And what I realized is there wasn't space for me to connect with me either. I was so amazed at how I felt different when I started working at the spiritual center and had a different schedule. I had been working Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for as long as I could remember. And when you have kids on top of it, there's no place It feels like there's no place to put your needs, your regeneration, your rejuvenation into your schedule. But I'd like to say that's not true. I'd like to say it's about priorities. I'd like to say that it's about where we put ourselves on that priority list. And that if I'm honest, I didn't think I deserved that amount of time. I thought that it was selfish, as I had talked about in the last episode, in being okay when someone else isn't okay, that it can feel selfish to put your own needs first, to put on your own oxygen mask before you're putting on somebody else's oxygen mask. So when we were put into lockdown for the pandemic, everything came to a halt. Not only did everything come to a halt, but one of my kids moved to California And my other kid was living across town with his girlfriend, and we all went into pandemic mode, right? So you weren't seeing somebody. And so everything came to a screeching halt. And what I realized was, I didn't know what to do with that. I was so used to being so busy, I didn't even know that I was addicted to being so busy. I didn't even know that I had shut my feelings down and was using productivity and a busy schedule almost in the same way that alcohol had been a way to shut down. And so there I was with myself. There I was with my feelings. There I was with my emotions. There I was with Rich. And we were already working on the agreement that we had made to stop talking about our oldest son. And our joke is that we didn't know what to talk about. If we weren't talking about him, what were we going to talk about or argue about? But when the pandemic came and everything stopped, a major shift happened inside of me that had to do with stopping that energy that's that fight or flight energy, the constant go, 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 perform, 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 perform. And that slowing down changed everything in my life. It also made me spend more time with my feelings and with myself and be able to start to see some aspects of myself that were ones that needed to be looked at more carefully, more clearly, more deeply. I love that so many people started to bake and we started cooking and if you had any relationship that you were with somebody it either brought out the best in the relationship or the worst in the relationship because we are always running. We have been always running away from reality. So in finding balance, I think it's essential for us now that things are starting to pick back up again to start looking at what our priorities are. And you might still be in a place in your life where you have kids and you might work monday through friday and so having to carve out that time becomes more essential and has a need to have more creativity in it more taking yourself and your needs and your spiritual development your spiritual growth your connectivity with your higher power as your first priority If we don't have anything to give, we don't have as much to give. When we were deep in the pandemic is when I started my studies as a minister. And it gave me a purpose to fill myself up in a way that I hadn't had an opportunity to do before. And every morning, I couldn't wait to get out of bed early, earlier than I'd ever woken up before, Because I still had to be at work, even though it was at home by nine in the morning. And so I actually was wanting to wake up at six o'clock in the morning so that I could have two or three hours of time to do my studies. And that's unusual for me because, first of all, I always thought studying in school was not a priority for me. And it just turns out I wasn't interested in what I was reading. But now that I was interested, I loved how it made me want to get up, that I wanted to be doing these studies. And I set up my environment in a certain way. And I I had my music playing, my meditation music, and I would light a candle and I would light incense and I would get out my study materials. And it was incredible. I had never experienced that kind of peace before in my life. I felt myself changing. I could literally feel my body changing. I could literally feel my nervous system changing. I could feel my brain changing. I had done a couple years of standard 12 step recovery, and it wasn't until I really deeply started doing spirituality that something changed in me. Something changed in me that I couldn't even imagine would happen but I think that's because I was willing to immerse myself in it and then when I got to the end because it was a program it became easy to start to kind of back off of that waking up at that certain time in the morning setting up your system the same way making sure that you're doing your meditations And the time that I was doing that sort of narrowed down a little bit. And that was okay, because some of that was these really precious, sweet mornings that Rich and I would have drinking coffee together and talking about spirituality and healing our relationship and connecting. We connected during the pandemic. We learned how to cook together. We learned how to communicate. We found things to talk about that didn't have anything to do with our children. And didn't have to do with complaining about anybody else. We had found an entirely new way to connect and communicate with each other. And that was incredible. And I loved that time with him. But what I noticed is that the balance got off. And I started squeezing out the time that I was trying to give myself for spiritual development and meditation And I think part of giving myself grace is, of course, it's going to be an ebb and a flow. And you don't want to get rigid in your routines either, so that if you aren't on your exact routine, it also throws you off. So it's about having flexibility, but it's also about recognizing what's important to you in your life. When I talk to people who say waking up in the morning and doing 15 minutes of yoga And a short meditation is essential to them. I have other friends that I talk to that say waking up and doing journaling or a meditation and having a really fantastic breakfast is a great way to start the day. Everybody's unique in how they do things. And so it's not about picking somebody else's routine, it's about really honing in on what your routine is. And somewhere along the last six months, maybe. I rediscovered my love of sleeping. I think I'm a professional sleeper. If I'm honest, I have always loved sleeping. And I know that I've spent a little more time sleeping than I have being in the morning and having my morning spiritual routine. And I can tell the difference. The balance is off. And I can also recognize that part of that is because I've been really working on letting go of some of my old belief structures and really digging in and having some major emotional shifts. And that's a lot of emotional work. And the sleep was important, was an important part of that. And if you listen to my episode about hard times will come, there's been a lot going on for me. And so I have to give myself again, some grace and forgiveness to know that my mind and my soul and my body are doing what it needs to do that's best for me. And there's a very good chance that sleeping and allowing my nervous system to calm down was a big part of that. So then I come back to balance okay, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm working through those things and I want to make sure that I'm feeling balanced and not getting caught up in just resetting my schedule to be super busy. And as we come closer to the end of the year and the holidays, I can see on my calendar that it's starting to fill up and I need to make sure that I'm staying in balance, that I'm putting myself first that I am giving myself time and space to fill myself up with what I need to so that I can be my best person out in the world. And that morning routine for me is where it's at. Every morning I listen to something inspirational, I read something inspirational, but I want to spend more time doing that. I want to get back to waking up at six o'clock in the morning so that I have this stretch of time to really allow myself to get centered, to give myself that healing and that connection with source that's going to bring me through the day in my absolute best space. But I also don't want to balance so far that I'm missing life that I'm missing connections with other people, that I'm feeling rigid in my routine needing to be a certain way. When I had the kids and i talked to people who have kids, that's so time-consuming and it has to be, it needs to be. Your children need you to put them right underneath you. The relationships, your family, your husband and your kids have to be right there, right underneath your spiritual life. And there's a balance in that too. We talk so much about control. We talk about so much of letting go of control of other people. And part of that balance is having the space and energy to be present for the people in your life and not allowing the overwhelm of feeling like you're supposed to fix everything, you're responsible for everything. You have to keep your brain going a hundred percent. You can't ever let up. You can't let go for a second because it's all going to fall apart. You have to have the balance of knowing that your presence, your light, your guidance, your inspiration is a big piece of why they can flourish. That we have to be in the flow of allowing them to make their own choices, to fall down, to pick themselves back up. And the balance comes in making sure that when you're watching them have the experiences that they're having, your husband and your children or your wife, that you are filling yourself up, that you've created balance in your life so that you can just be present for them. What is it that fills you up? What is it that really lights your fire? What is it that makes you remember who you are? If you love hiking and going out into the outdoors, are you getting enough of that? If you like cooking and creating things and being a maker, are you doing enough of that? If you like reading or writing or journaling, are you doing enough of that? are we doing enough of the things that really give us our spark that really fill us up or are we spending more time being busy doing what we think we should be doing showing some level of productivity showing up for other people in the way that we think that they want us to show up for are we doing what connects us to our higher power are we doing what fills us up and gives us joy? Are we doing what keeps our nervous system in check? Are we eating well? Are we sleeping well? Are we exercising? Are we filling our spiritual buckets up? That's how we find balance. And we get off balance, and that's okay. It's about observing yourself, it's about recognizing when things have gotten off base it's about observing when you start being irritated again or you're recognizing that you're easily upset you start recognizing that you're trying to go back into control mode because if something else was better outside some circumstance was better relationships were different then you would feel better and sometimes balance means allowing yourself to just feel to feel uncomfortable, to feel sad. It's not about just being happy, happy, happy all the time. It's about having all the emotions, having all the emotions and the ability to let the ones go that aren't serving you anymore. Let the relationships go that aren't serving you anymore. What is it that we need to do that we may not want to do that we can balance with what we love to do that we don't give ourselves enough time to do? We also can't live a life where we don't live up to our responsibilities. But are we being overly responsible? Do we feel overly responsible for the people around us? Do we remember who we are? Do we give ourselves space to discover that, to nurture that, to foster that relationship with ourselves? I know for me, I'm always working on rediscovering And being kind to myself and allowing myself to have days that aren't great days, really loving the days that are happy days. And that gratitude and awareness of the good things in my life, the happiness, the joy, the connectivity, my connection with higher power, being in balance allows me to see and do that more often. But it doesn't mean that that's going to be every day. So the balance is finding the in-between and allowing yourself to be in flow of what your life is. Be gentle to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself forgiveness and grace for the days that aren't the ones that went the way you wanted them to go. Tomorrow's another day and you can always start fresh can't do a single thing about yesterday but you can be here right now you can be here right now that's balance we're coming to the end of season two and there's only a couple episodes left i'm going to take december off and recharge myself allow myself to be in the holidays that's balance that's where i know that i need to do something for myself so that I can come in strong with new ideas, new ways to help you connect in season three in 2020. Together, we can do the work that will recover our souls. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you some tools and guidance and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you are ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions with some support. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net and there you can find out more about me, book your coaching or spiritual counseling session, subscribe to receive our email updates, listen to some of my music. I have some originals and I've had various bands over the years. You can also read the blog that includes stories and insights from the Recover Your Soul community. I want to thank you for supporting the production of this podcast. Every single donation makes such a big difference and you can donate on the homepage of the website. Also, by following, subscribe reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the recover your soul message. I hope that you'll follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group and become part of our transformation community. Share who you are, share where you're from, share your story. Let's all connect. Until next time. Namaste.